the Lightning Process podcast. Using the tools of the mind-body connection for health and happiness. Hi, and a very warm welcome to this episode one of the Lightning Process podcast. I'm your host, Phil Parker. About 20 years ago, I designed the Lightning Process and I thought it was time that maybe I did a podcast about it, seeing so I to do podcasts about loads of other stuff. In this podcast, I'll be talking about what the lightning process is, what it isn't. And as the podcast series develops, I'll be talking about cutting edge research, stuff that's in the news that might be relevant to you if you're thinking about doing the lightning process and if you have done the lightning process. It's not going to be a complete in-depth introduction to the lightning process because there's actually a book, which many of you may know about, called The Introduction to the Lightning Process that does that. And there's also downloads that you can get from the website lightningprocess.com, which fill you in with much more detail. But it will give you a sense of who I am, what it's about, and stuff that I think will interest you if you found your way to this podcast. So first of all, what is the lightning process? Well, It's actually really tricky to describe what the lightning process is because it takes three days to explain it. And that's why the seminars are three days long. We can break it down into smaller chunks, but whenever we do that, it kind of loses some of the essence of what it is. But fundamentally, the lightning process is a way of looking at change. Particularly, it looks at health. It looks at physical health. It looks at emotional health. And specifically, it's very interested in how can we use our mind and our brain to affect our body? So the mind-body connection is foremost for the lightning process for those people who've got physical health issues, such as pain, CFS, ME, MS, digestive problems, headaches and migraines. And we found with these kind of things, the lightning process has been incredibly successful in helping people to start to utilize that linkage between the way their brain and mind work and how that affects their physiology. An important thing to notice here is that we're not saying those issues are in the mind. That would be a kind of crazy thing to say. We're saying that you can affect the physiology by using the brain and the mind. Because of course, the central nervous system perfuses and pervades through the whole body and controls pretty much every single body function, controls every hormone release. So if you can get your brain working better, to instruct your body to function better, then you've got a chance of helping make real change. And certainly the research that's coming out at the moment in the related fields of positive psychology and meditation and mindfulness show you can get really good brain changes which affect your physiology just by changing the way you use your brain and you use your mind. So the mind-body link, which has been researched for you know almost 100 years now, is a really effective way of starting to make change. For those people whose issues are more of an emotional nature and we see a whole range of stuff from anxiety, depression, OCD and those kind of issues. Obviously the mind-body connection isn't the most important thing for them, although of course emotional problems do express themselves in the body as well. When working with these issues, it's more about teaching people how to recognize the way they're thinking is generating and creating a whole bunch of problems in the way they approach life. and we can train them using the tools of the learning process to start to use their brain in a more healthy, more life-enhancing way. So as I say, as a basic overview, the learning process is one of those strange things. Quite often people say, how could it possibly work for physical things and emotional things? Well, because it works with the brain and the brain and the mind are the thing that affect both how we feel emotionally and it also affects how we work physically. 
So if the area of your brain that controls your digestion is affected and damaged in some way, it will affect your digestion. It's not, not rocket science. In the same way, if that area is not functioning properly, it's not coordinating the movement of the muscles in your digestive system or any other part of your body, then there will be a knock-on effect on your physiology by the fact that that part of your brain is not working. And the easiest way to get the brain to get back to normal as much as it possibly can is to use the tools we have on board, which are, of course, our thoughts. So again, coming back to the research, they did a mindfulness meditation just by thinking differently, spending 15 minutes a day, relaxing, focusing on being present was enough to change